Imagineville Podcast Network. Welcome to Super Familiar with the Wilsons. I'm Josh. I'm Amanda. And here we are to bring you a little Wilson magic into your week. I would like to do a little touch of fun and (laughs) education. How's that sound? That sounds good. Because it's time for... The Word of the Day. Like the three-year-old says, say (laughs) woohoo! On last week's episode, we brought you um, some new words. Yes. Soon to be in many of the semi-professional dictionaries around the globe. (laughs) Shout out to those of you who have uh, added them into your lexicon. Um, One of them this week, uh, I wordsmithed, and the other one you created. So we have two words of the day, or I guess words of the week. Mm -hmm. And so would you like to know the first word? I'll give you the first word. I'll give you the history behind the first word first. Is this my word or your word? This is my word. My teenage son and I were at a store yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. And he kept sneaking up on me. Not on purpose. I was going to say intentionally or no, no. Not on purpose, mind you. Um, But he kept appearing behind (laughs) me. Magically. And I wouldn't know that he was there. And so I've dubbed people like that. People who are able to sneak up on people just naturally. They don't do it on purpose. The the word for them is they are unintended ninjas. (laughs) I like it. But I think this probably speaks more to how focused you were on whatever it is you were trying to research about buying than his ability to uh, unintend ninja you. No. Okay. The next word is your word. Now, do you remember the word that you made up? I didn't intentionally make it up. And I feel like I was really tired because I've had so many nights of... The three-year-old has now decided that between three and four is the perfect time to wake up. And so I think I was asleep on the couch at six o'clock yesterday. And when I woke up, I made up this word, but I don't actually remember it now. The promise of a threat. Oh, so I, right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you or I'm... It was you know, my thromus. Yes, it's a thromus. A thromus <laughs> is when you, you, you promise someone <laughs> and you threaten someone. Yes. Okay. But that was because we're having this struggle with the thrill picking up his toys and he doesn't care if you say you're going to give them away. And now Josh and I are having so this... So my thromus is to throw them away. Right. But we're having... Josh and I having an internal dialogue about this because Josh goes to work during the week from eight to five and I am here trying to do my work with the child who needs the planets and the things that have been taken away from him. And so I said, I was trying to say, don't make empty threats at the same time thinking about keeping promises. And so I said, don't make promises. So there, don't make promises, parents. Just don't do it. Every threat I make is a promise. I know, but then I suffer. So that was (laughs) word of the day or the week with the Wilsons. And now it's time for Super Familiar with the Weather. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, guess what? It's going to rain. But today was actually really beautiful in a 
it's gray in 71 and I'm wearing a fleece because I'm going to pretend like it's fall. Well, today was a good day. Um, we we're recording this on Sunday and Sunday was a very good weather day. But if you were to look at the, the hurricane map, you'd still see <laughs> that it is quite strangely active. Is it true that we have two names left and then we just hit the Greek alphabet? No, we're on the Greek alphabet. We've, yeah. we've made it to the Greek alphabet. We're on beta right now. I don't know. I am a native Floridian and I don't know. Has this happened in our lifetime? Um, I was not aware. Yeah. And I'm from Miami where Hurricanes not only is a football team, but it's kind of a way of life for <laughs> right. the second half of the year. Yes. And I was not aware that going into the Greek alphabet was even a thing. I thought that they went back to like AA, like Aardvark would be the next only possible <laughs> one. <laughs> so I was thinking it would be like Alice Andrews, but no Aardvark. No, How many like, words are there that way? And the next one would be like Babert. <laughs> so anyway... No, 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 Babert. Babert. <laughs> We're right into beta. Um, so we are all about delivering important, useful information in whimsical ways here at the Wilsons. I'm going to give you the top ten word pictures to describe the current hurricane map. So these are the top ten word pictures. If you're having trouble conveying how frightening the hurricane map looks right now, then you can use one of these handy dandy. Patent pending, <laughs> Wilson whimsical weather words. Weather words, oh, so good. <laughs> All right, number one or number ten. I don't know. We should have the, the a drum roll, just like the old Letterman thing. Yes. Although, is that too much of a bite? I'm not going to do that. I anyway, missed that though, that was good. It was good. Number ten, the hurricane map looks just like the last level of Missile Command, and we've run out of missiles. <laughs> I don't know what Missile Command is, but I trust you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Number nine, the hurricane map looks like the final straightaway at the Indy 500. (laughs) Number eight, the hurricane map looks like angry bees. (laughs) What are those murder hornets? Absolutely, they they are. Um, Number, what are we on? Seven? Number seven, the hurricane map looks like seagulls at the beach and we're the bread. (laughs) So. Yes. So, yes, I have experienced up close firsthand what happens when you throw a bag of tortilla chips onto a person at the beach, because that happened with um, my very dear friends and um, in St. Augustine. It was an excellent story. Number six, the hurricane map looks like Superman's upper lip in Justice League. Number five. <laughs> I didn't see Justice League. And yeah, look it, look it up. Number five, the hurricane map looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. I know, I know, I know. I enjoy Jackson Pollock. I'm just picturing it with the hurricanes in my head. Number four, the hurricane map looks like a bad hair day. (laughs) Number three, the hurricane map has more red dots on it than my face in middle school. (laughs) Silly. Number two, the hurricane map looks like it used to look at the play area at the mall. Oh, gosh. That is an adequate and accurate explanation. And number one, the hurricane map looks like how 2020 feels. I know. (laughs) And those are your top 10 (laughs) word pictures for the current weather situation. Whimsical Wilson word word. No, Whimsical Wilson weather words. There you go. This has been Super Familiar with the Weather with the Wilsons.
Hey, Amanda, what would you say if I told you that there was a network of really cool podcasts that you could listen to? I would say, I want to know more about that. Imagineville is a, a partnership of podcasts out of Gainesville, Florida. Many different subjects are represented. Super interesting things. We're on there, of course. We've got a Scary Story um, podcast. Lots of different scary stories on the Scary Story podcast. So it's called A Scary Home Companion. We've got... Uh, a podcast that you've appeared on about uh, mother's issues and really interesting chat, and it's called an, The Offbeat uh, Momcast. Mm-hmm. We've got Budget Arcade, which talks about um, free-to-play games. We've got Drew Rants and Raves, um, which is a really cool guy, Drew, just talking about the things that turns him on, turns him off. And of course, we have I Just Want to Talk, which is our really good and wise friend, Lakendra. Who, um, who speaks from our heart, and it's captivating. You have all heard me say more than once, be somebody's Lakendra. So check her out on I Just Want to Talk. And you can see links to all of these on imagineville.com. That's I-M-A-G-N-V-I-L-L-E.com. Check it out. Check us out. It's game time. Last week, I put out a poll on Twitter asking if Josh should be subjected to Pinterest, quote, questions to ask your spouse for our next episode whilst watching a Hallmark movie. 50% of you said deaf yes. 50% of you said no, save the poor soul. So since you all couldn't decide, I'm deciding we will ask the Pinterest questions. We will not watch the Hallmark movie, but that's mostly because I don't want to watch a Hallmark movie. It was actually less than 50% because I was one of those no votes. <laughs> I did not vote yes, so that pushes it over the edge. So we got a yes. All right. I have spent a lot of time on Pinterest in my lifetime or since Pinterest's lifetime started being a thing. And I will say, I don't love all the changes they've made. Pinterest for me hit its golden year about 2011 was my favorite 2012 Pinterest year. My husband is already shaking his head and rubbing his eyes. My favorite Pinterest year was a a sentence that was just said. It was. So... I have made a board on my Pinterest account for Super Familiar with the Wilsons, and I have decided that there are a hundred plus hilarious questions for me to ask my boyfriend to get to know him better. So I will be asking. Since he's not here, go ahead and ask me. I'm going to ask you these. However, whilst searching for these, I came across the uh, from (laughs) www.lovepanky.com. Love what? Love Panky. I did not understand that we would be talking about my panky. <laughs> 30 naughty questions for couples to keep the spark alive. Uh, now, uh, I'm not going to do this to our listeners. Please don't. I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> However, so the lead in, right? This is just like what I, I just need to talk to you for a second. The lead in is want to understand your partner better than ever. Use these 30 sexy questions for couples to read your partner's naughty mind and ignite the spark. Now. Josh, I ask you, this is not one of my hundred questions for you, but I ask you that when Love Pinky. Can't say that. <laughs> when it's my guide to better love and relationships. When they uh, contracted, 
Amelie Lee to write this article. What type of questions do you think she put in here? Yeah, n- no, I'm not. No, you're not. Nope. Okay, nope. what's saying? You may think that you know your partner, even if you've been dating for a few years or maybe married for a while, right? So uh, a perfect relationship is like an onion. All right, we're going to start peeling away the layer. And she even calls it a cliche in here, and she knows it. So I just want to tell you a few of these things. This is supposed to help us get to know each other and to be more intimate with one another. Am I answering these questions? No, no, no. I just want you to know. Okay. The number one question, what's the one secret you've been too embarrassed to tell me? What is that? But number two, does it bother you if I look at another person and say that he or she is sexy? Are these the questions that are trying to get you into a fight? Because number three is, have you ever snooped on me behind my back? (laughs) Number four is, if there's one thing you'd want to change about me, what is it? Oh, that's great. Yes. Uh, Apparently that one thing was, I'd rather not sleep in the same room as you. (laughs) Number five is, if we hadn't met each other, where would you be right now? That's brilliant. Yes, good. Six, when was the last time you grazed against a sexy someone's body accidentally? Um, Before the pandemic. Anyway, I'm just saying that it's supposed to help you get to know each other better and, you know, to peel away the layer of the onions. But really, this article is how to get someone to break up with you. Okay, those were not my questions for you. And I am not going to ask you 100 questions. But the uh, let's be real. Guys love hilarious conversations. So I want you to tell me if you think that this makes you have a hilarious conversation. What was the funniest, most embarrassing moment you had as a kid? Now, funniest and most embarrassing are two different things to me. It's hardly ever the same incident. Right. Unless you're talking about it happening to someone else. Oh, yeah. Lots of those where I just openly mocked someone. Right. But myself, no. There was that time that I've told you about several times. It sticks out to me where... I was trying to be cool on a um, on a basketball court, and I ended up tripping over the basketball and then splitting my pants. <laughs> Hilarious! I didn't. I remember the splitting of the pants. I didn't know you tripped over a basketball. Yes. Um, I will say my most embarrassing thing probably happened in high school when I was at a party, and a good friend of mine who listens to this podcast should be listening and know that I'm talking about her now was getting ready to leave, and so I jumped up off the patio and went to run in to say goodbye to her and hit the sliding glass door that was very very clean my face hit it before the rest of me i fell down and then my friend whose house it was said that he would not let his grandmother clean the sliding glass door for a very long time because my face print was on it so uh that was probably my most embarrassing what would we have discussed this what would be the scariest sound you would hear after suddenly waking up in the middle of the night a baby laughing (laughs) it's just mine is mommy i need you that's mine. What is the sexiest and least sexiest name? I have to say that the sexiest name is Amanda. <laughs> you have to. And I, I think Agnes and Muriel are are tied. Well, we've lost Agnes and Muriel. <laughs> Dude, there are no Agneses and Muriel that know how to listen to podcasts. If you had to become an inanimate object for one year, what would you become? A feather. Why? No reason. That's just the first damn thing that popped in my head. (laughs) What a stupid question. Who is your nemesis and why? I don't think that I have a nemesis, just like I don't have a secret hideout and a cape. (laughs) I think the nemesis 
Uh, your nemesis is the dog. Ooh, yeah, I actually, no. There you go. The da- again <laughs> today. This is today, Kendra, who said she needed more of the dog. Today in the we go to record. The dog had zero interest in his food for at least the last oh I don't know forty eight hours, and he immediately when we set up and sit down starts to chew his food and again look at me out of the corner <laughs> of his eye, <laughs> pointing himself right directly in a ninety degree angle. Look at uh, angle at Josh. Okay. What sport would be the funniest to add a required alcohol consumption to? Badminton. Okay. I, I don't know. I just like to say badminton. Is it badminton or is it mitten? Badminton. Uh, what is the best and worst thing about being a male? Having to answer questions like this. <laughs> well, what's the best thing about being standing up? Best thing about being a male? It probably has to do more with the things that I don't have to do that you have to do that I have no desire to experience. Yeah. And you are a superhero with a cape and probably a nemesis. And a hideout. I'm looking for it still. I'm going there at three in the morning when the creepy voice says, Mommy, I need you. If you were a DJ, what would your DJ name be? Well, I was a DJ and my DJ name was Josh Wilson. So <laughs> next question. If you were suddenly put into a five-year-old body, what would you do first? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I've actually, what I really want is a five-year-old brain. Because five-year-olds don't give a crap what's happening in the world. That's I remember right. how wonderful it was to be five, to play, to be able to just go play. How awesome that was. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want. I want a five-year-old brain, not a care in the world. And, you know, a cardboard box is the thing that turns me on the most. Love that. That's what I want. And your nemesis is cleaning up. Absolutely. What childish thing do you still enjoy? Cupcakes with sprinkles. <laughs> you don't like cupcakes with sprinkles. I love cup. I think cupcakes are a childish thing. No do adult you- should be eating cupcakes. But that's a thing. There's whole shows about it for yeah, adults. Right, right. This is adults who can't climb themselves all the hell way into adulthood. No, cupcakes are for children. Sprinkles are non. No, this like this. You understand this is an industry. Yes, right. Yes, you yes. get that. You, yes, we yes. have gone to these stores with adult friends of ours to get cupcakes. Yes, I understand. Also, onesies and pacifiers are an industry that makes nary a difference. Cupcakes. Final answer. All right. What is the one thing people will look back at that's popular now, not cupcakes, and think, "What the hell were we doing?" Well, before the world closed down, it's funny that that this should follow that. Adult onesies. Like we would go out and we would see these these quote unquote grown up people wearing onesies and I did not understand it. Now, do you mean like a romper? Yes, they're called rompers, but they're onesies. You don't mean like the flannel zip up fleece Christmas jammy onesies. You mean you're talking about the the fashion for men and women that are rompers. Yes. What reality TV show would you most likely be in? Not would you like to be in, but would you most likely be in? Um, what's the one where they just lay around the house? <laughs> celebrity Big Brother? Does <laughs> this qualify a celebrity to okay, get you yeah. into the Big Brother household? Absolutely. Where's that guy from the Wilson? <laughs> Have you seen the celebrities that go in there? That's true. I mean, it is. What's It's, it's, not, it's like, like D-list, but no, they're no, on no, the Greek uh, alphabet yes, of no, celebrities no, it, by now. It's Babeta list. <laughs> I already know your answer to this. If animals could talk, what would be the rudest? In our situation, our dog. 
So, but if animals could talk, what would be the rudest? I think the most unintentionally rude animal is the beagle. We used to have a beagle, and that joker was the noisiest, rudest <laughs> noise-making thing. Just like, <laughs> you know, all these noises that that beagle... The beagle would make noises sitting down and standing up, like an old man. Yes. So, the unintentional rude noise, uh, beagle. I don't think any animals are truly uh, rude, though. The animals are animals. They are who they are, and... Yeah. And that's the behavior that they have. And they're just trying to, you know, make a buck and and, and another day goes by. <laughs> they're just trying to make so, a buck. So uh, leave them alone. Leave the animals alone. Stop dogs, picking on the animals. I'm not picking on the animals. This this list is our dog's just trying to get his way into the podcast. Just like Lucy. You are about to get in a fight. Oh, I mean, they, not right now. I'm just saying I want you to visualize it. You are about to get in a fight. What soundtrack comes on? Is it like something from Karate Kid, like you're the best around or whatever that song is? No, if I'm about to get in a fight, it's going to be some like weird Norwegian circus music. I'm sorry, have you seen me? No. It's like banging on walks and like taking saws and like vibrating them so that they make noises. That. Uh, if you managed to survive the apocalypse, I wonder when this was written, what would be your post-apocalypse job? I, I, I'm not feeling that question. I am legit trying to figure out when this article was written, though, because the next question is, what celebrity do you think would be the worst leader of our country? Would make the worst <laughs> leader of our country. Next question, please. What came first, the chicken or the egg? That's legit on here. The chicken. What was the last thing you searched for on your phone? Um, the, the outline to this podcast. <laughs> if you had to choose between going naked or having your thoughts appear in thought bubbles above your head for everyone to read, which would naked. you choose? <laughs> Although this is kind of my thoughts, isn't it? <laughs> right. I think it's kind of, yes. All right. And the last one, because I'm not going to subject you to all the many, many more. If you could have a drink with any historical figure, who would it be? Okay, so this is going to be a serious answer, though. James Baldwin. Yeah, good. Author, good activist, really good just awesome writer who endured a lot um, and took it on his own terms. And so absolutely would want to meet and really get into the mind of James Baldwin. Although I think that he kind of lets us into his mind. I'd just like to spend time with him. I think that'd be super cool. I think he does let us into his mind. I just think that people aren't um, willingly walking in there or aware of it, so... If you are not aware, go check it out. So that's the end of game time in this game where seemingly there are no winners. <laughs> I won. I found out lots of things about my husband. I feel much, much closer to him now. Uh, do you want to talk about a few things that have happened this weekend um we would be remiss if we did not bring up the passing of ruth bader ginsburg we were both very very shocked in though i don't think that we should have been um she just felt immortal and i really this one was hard for me and and i realized that sounds so selfish as nothing nothing to do with me personally I'm not her family or whatever but I feel like she was such a beacon of light and hope for women just women in our history and as the mother of a daughter it just really this one this one was hard so just thinking about 
um, how she dedicated her life to equality for the marginalized, not just women, and um, just the call to pick up the torch. So that's kind of where I'm sitting with that one. I will say there's a book series that I ordered for the 13-year-old, I don't know, three or four years ago called uh, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. We might have talked about it, and it's 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 a one-pager. It's a, an art piece and then a one-page bio on rebel rebel girls from throughout history and in the in the first there's two volumes the first volume they do ruth bader ginsburg but the inscription in the front of the book it's to the rebel girls of the world you are the promise you are the force don't step back and everyone will move forward and so that's just kind of what i'm thinking about as a woman and as the mom of a girl and um also go vote and tell them ruth sent you before we sign off, I want to congratulate Jasmine Cephas Jones. You know that we are Hamilton fans in this household. And Jasmine Cephas Jones and her father, Ron, became the first father-daughter duo to win Emmys in the same year. You know Ron Cephas Jones. If you are a fan of the show, This Is Us, he won for that role. And Jasmine Cephas Jones won for her role in the Quibi series, Free Rayshon. So... Uh, congratulations to those stellar actors. And that'll do it for us this week. This has been Super Familiar with the Wilsons. Go to imagineville.com and check out our partner podcast. That's I-M-A-G-N-V-I-L-L-E. The music that opened our show and closes our show is called Una Dorada Manana by Silva de Alegria. Interstitial music, as always, is by Andrew Wilson. And I am Josh. I'm Amanda. We'll see you next week. I did not understand that we would be talking about my panky. (laughs)